Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Good afternoon, or should I say evening. It is Halloween, and I am here with my Halloween costume on, ready to get down with the get down of Hurley Brown. Family, welcome back. I'm coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida with my co-host, Kelvin, my room college room dog, Kelvin Snasty Man Harris. Kelvin, what's going on, buddy? Halloween, Hurley. Look like the NFL put on a Walmart costume, but they're giving players away. Hmm. That is that's so sad. How can the Dolphins get rid of Jay Ajayi? Let's start right there. Before we do anything, people, we got a great show coming up. We got a great show coming up for you today. Guys, last week I promised you a special guest. My special guest had to practice today, but he is coming. He confirmed to me that he wants to be on the get down with Hurley Brown, and he wants to really get down. So we're going to put him on for another week. But we got something for you. But today's show, we're going to talk about this this smorgasbord of trading going on with the National Football League. Kelvin, what is going on? I mean, what really is what is really going on with the National Football League? I mean, is it is it is it is it a prank Halloween day? I mean, what what you got rid of the Dolphins? Well, J. apparently um, fell out of favor with the uh, head coach Adam Schefter actually called this one early early in the morning and said, I guess Adam Gates went on a rant, and then right after that he said, usually when a coach go on a rant they're about to make some moves, and then about 20 minutes later, Jay Ajayi was an eagle, so apparently he um, was a bit of a locker room lawyer and I guess Adam Gates didn't like how it was going so he told him he had to go, so they basically went and Gave him away for, what, some playing cards and a couple packs of water? I mean, man. Exactly. Yeah. And Zephyr Hills water at that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Uh, so, and again, you know, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins and Kevin. I'm, I'm going to go on record of saying it right now. The Dolphins are struggling. I know Adam Gates is giving it everything that he's got. But until you take the Dolphins out of Dade County, and you lived there for a long time. Until you take the Miami Dolphins out, take their home base. You can still play in Miami. You can still play right there at Hard Rock Stadium because even Hard Rock is not, you know, it's right there on the county line. It's not in the middle of yeah. Miami like the Orange Bowl was. But until you take the Miami Dolphins out of Dade County and move them to West Palm Beach where the temptations are not as strong as what they are in Dade County, you're not going to well, be successful down there in Dade well, County. Not not with those young kids making that kind of money. Technically, they're in Western, so they way out, and they don't really go to the beach that much. They don't. They don't. Not to their credit, they don't party that much. It's just that. Well, I take that back. Uh, the left tackle, the kid from uh, Mississippi. Hey, well, we talk about you know. Hey, we, yeah. we we talking about keeping it real. We yeah, talking about the get down here now. So to get down again, Kevin, they they gon' Dade County is full of temptations. 
yeah, yeah. Full of temptation for for a 22, 23, 24-year-old kid that's a multi-millionaire. And I honestly do believe that's the biggest distraction that an NFL football team can have. I'll never forget the year that I went to, um, I was signed as a free agent with the Washington Redskins. They had just come off of winning the Super Bowl. Now, they had a veteran team, only a couple rookies. And once a week, majority of the team would go to somebody's house and do Bible study. Now, I'm not telling you that, you know, you got to go yeah. to Bible study and you got to be God-fearing, you know, person to win football games. But there has to be some type of structure and guidance outside of the locker room, out, 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 away from the facility. Well, I'd I do you one better, Hurley. I mean, hell, I played a year and a half in L.A. Oof. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and we was in Anaheim, but it was still like, you know, Robert Bailey and Todd Light. They said, well, we'll you know, we, we'll just drive to practice every day. They was living in L.A. They would drive mm. to practice 45 minutes every day. Oh, boy. Robert Bailey, president yeah, of Rosenhouse Sports. My man. Yeah, I hung out with some of the Falcon players. Now, you think the temptation is bad in Miami. Back in the day, Atlanta was probably the worst. When you had Andre Rodgers in the prime time on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Go home, boy, prime time. And the strip clubs was at, at the top of their game back then. I could only imagine, my brother, especially with Andre Rodgers. Oh, and man. Oh, oh, pictures man. was on the team. Ooh. Y'all had, had my homeboy up there, too, then. You had... um. The big defensive end, the big defensive tackle, Jumpy Gavis. Oh, man, that guy there. Oof. <laughs> they wanted, you didn't want no parts of him, man. He was fucking the people Jeez. all the way back into the quarterback. Hey, uh, Daryl Spencer was there for a minute, man. I, yeah, I, yeah, I hung out with someone else in the World League. Right. It was a lot of shenanigans going on, but, you know, to, to your point early, the league was older. Exactly. Yeah. If you had young players with some money, there was an old guy that was like, hey, hey, you can buck, slow down. Like, we had Jackie Slater. He was in his 17th year. And, you know, Tom Newberry, he was in his ninth year. They was like, you know, with the old line, and we had a couple guys on the team. To your point, we got a guy named Fred. What was Fred's last name? He played defensive end. He came over from the Redskins the second year, and he led the Bible study. It's funny you said that. So, but now... What's a veteran? Twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And that's the issue. You know, all these young guys on Twitter, and everybody wants to be a superstar and all that old crazy mess. But again, I just think that the temptations that are in Dade County for a young millionaire are just way too strong with these types of kids. Let me say this though, Kelvin. I never forget when I was working at the University of Miami. The one thing that we said. Now, it's, it's, it's kind of a, there's a flip side to that, to, to Dade County having those types of temptations, okay? And the flip side is on the college, the, the college scene, all right? Because this is what, this is what we discovered, all right? And after, you know, you really, when, when, you, when you become a recruiter, you really have to focus on what, you have to learn everything about not just your school, but about the city, you know, the surroundings, how, you know, 
how the kids will interact, how they're received, you know, the whole nine yards in order for you to be a great recruiter. And I consider myself a great recruiter. So one of the things that I, you know, one of the things that we would hear constantly was that Miami was too much. Miami was too dangerous for college kids. Now, so then you, you, you go back and you do the research. And you're like, wait a minute, people, well, you know, y'all watching too much 48 hours. Y'all, you know, you're watching too much TV. Okay, I've been in Miami for, at that time, 16, 17 years. I've never experienced that type of stuff. No, not once. Okay, but nonetheless, since that's the issue, let's talk about it. Let me go back. Let me regurgitate. Uh, let me digest this and then regurgitate it the best way that I know how. Okay? So I look at all the guys that played at the University of Miami that went on to play the National Football League. The beauty of those guys is that they seen it. They hadn't already seen everything. So now, as an adult, you can truly focus on the task at hand. You can, you can sift and sort through all the BS because of your time at a place like Day in Dade County or Miami taught you how to sort through all of the nonsense. It taught you to see them a mile away. You, you were taught game. So when Andre Johnson goes to the, to, to the Houston Texans, but this don't surprise me, this don't phase me. I played college football at the University of Miami at a time when we were great. So when I come to the, to, to the Houston Texans, I'm focused. I'm sitting in the club. I see all of that going on. I done seen that before. So now I remove myself. I know how to handle this type of situation or these situations. That's the beauty of playing college football at the University of Miami. The majority of our kids, Kelvin, go to the National Football League and become stars because they're not starstruck anymore. A lot of these kids come to the Miami Dolphins. They go to the Atlanta Falcons. They go to the Houston Texans. They go to the San Francisco 49ers. You know, they go to these places and they're starstruck because they've never experienced nothing like that. Uh, I want to add that I agree with what you're saying. I got a story about that. I get drafted by the Rams, and, you know, I go out for minicamp. But, you know, we're at Anaheim, so you don't really see it. Because, you know, you know how minicamp went you there. You know, it's bam, 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 and you back in the city. Right. So, I'm, uh, me and Big Caesar and somebody else, we sitting in the club at Luke's talking to Luke in the mm-hmm. office. And he like, hey, man, you're not going to like it. Gonna like it. You think you're going to like it. I'm like, well, what you mean? He's like, man, they clubs close at two. This and is true. It didn't really back for the off-season program, and I remember what the hell is 145 to the left. Wow. And I'm like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what do you mean, man? Yeah. Oh. Last call for alcohol at 145. Kevin, yeah. we just getting to the club at 130. Exactly. So it's like, like to your point, I was like this gruntled because, hey, man, this ain't nothing like what I went through in college. <laughs> yeah. It, it is definitely different. And again, you know, I take my hat off to guys like Andre, Andre Johnson, Edron James, Clinton Portis, Santana Moss, all of these guys. And even the guys that are playing right now, Olivier Vernon, Duke well, Johnson. I, I used to see Dre all the time in Houston, man. And Dre, Dre was as low-key as they get. He would, uh, every Friday, he would fly in his homeboys to go eat at the seafood spot, put them up in the hotel, 
he would go out to the clubs, but he would be in the corner, low key. He might order a bottle, and you know if he got his boys with him, he order a couple bottles. But you didn't see him dancing on the on the uh, tables, pouring liquor down his mouth. He was just in the corner doing his thing. I yeah. mean, low key as ever. And and that's the beauty of it. When when those guys were at Miami, they were stars. Kevin, when we were at Miami, we were stars. Hey man, what we went through with Miami, I don't think anybody. No, no. You're uh, right. I, I'll say this. I'm gonna give Willie McGinnis credit because when I was in LA, Willie McGinnis lived like we did. Mm. I mean, other than that, I can't really call nobody else doing what we did. I mean, I don't even think that's fair. Yeah, so the guys from USC. That's the closest thing that you're going to get to the University of Miami. Pretty Private much. school, small school, in a major, in a one of the top vacation vacation destinations in the world. Well, and, Los and, Angeles, and, California. And to the point now, the good thing I see is the kids that got, we got now at UM, they're not trying to be like us. They're trying to emulate what we did on the field, but they're not out there trying to be what we... <laughs> Like, you know, it's not possible to do what we did now. The rules don't allow it. <laughs> I, mean, nah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You're trying to turn us in. We got to switch the subject because you're trying to turn us in about something. Yeah. Boy, yeah, I can't do nothing with you and Bernard Clark. We, we didn't, Kevin, what, we didn't do nothing that bad. We, we, hey, we were college kids enjoying college football. The people treated us like stars, and we loved it. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Snapchat. We didn't have none of that stuff. All we had was what we did on the football field and how people received us when we went to these different places. So in saying all of that, I think it's just difficult for the Miami Dolphins to ever have success until they get one or two things. All right, we already talked about them moving. Okay, either they move. I know they're in Weston, but Weston is still right there. Most of those guys probably live in, you know, and they are right there in Broward, but nonetheless, you still got quick access to, to, to Miami, Florida, Dade County. Move to West Palm Beach. Or the second thing, get you a veteran team, guys that have been in the league for a few years already, guys that have experienced all of that, and guys that just really want to win. You know, Ray Lewis is on, um, they had him on Inside the NFL the other night. Ray's doing a great job. You know, that's my guy. But um, Ray talked about, you know, they had a little segment where they interviewed Boomer Sias and Ray Lewis and Phil Sims, all for the Cleveland Browns child. They did a little mock interview deal, you know, just acting, a role playing, I, I should say. And the one thing that Ray said was in order for him, in order for him to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, one of the things that he would do, he would, he would look for people good people that had structure, guidance, and heart. And then that's what he talked about bringing to, to Cleveland. In order for them to, to, to win, they have to have that. He said the entire city has to embrace. And, and until that happens, they were not going to be successful. Okay? But anyway, hey, we, we run a little bit over. I, 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 we got to see. We got to take a break real, real quick. Kevin, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to finish talking about these trades and Halloween Day. We're going to take a break and come back to the Get Down with Hurley Brown in just a second. We'll take a break and we'll be back in just a second.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. Back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. And we are getting down. It is Halloween. I got my costume on. And boy, look if if y'all could see me, y'all would woo wee. Boy, you gotta you get an eye full today. But since you can't see me, we're gonna continue this conversation. We're gonna talk about the Halloween trick-or-treat stuff that's going on in the National Football League. I'm gonna give you Jay Ajayi. That's a trick. Now you gotta give me a treat. Who got the trick or who got the treat? Now we talked about Jay Ajayi already. Kelvin, what other crazy Trades are going on out there right now. We talked about Dwayne. Um, basically, they kind of showcased him on Sunday to the Seahawks. They had been trying to work on this for a minute. And uh, Dwayne had been basically holding out, trying to get that money. And they wanted to pay him, but they wanted to pay him a certain amount. And then at the beginning of the season, they had some problems. But then they put Washington in, and he runs around, so he's kind of making up for it right now. So they're going to go with just letting him run around. But Seattle wants Dallas. Oh, once Ezekiel Elliott last night, his ruling came down. I guess Seattle felt like, well, it's wide open in the NFC. You know, no Packers, no Cowboys. Let's go ahead and make this move and solidify our line. So they got Dwayne Brown, and he fits not only the team, but the team um, personality because he was a bit of a, a radical. And um, he was a little disgruntled about this Bob McNair thing, and he kind of made uh, kind of made it known, you know, in the locker room. And I think, it, from what I understand, it got back to management, and it's at that point they had to, you know, fish a cut bait, so they decided to cut bait. Now, they got Jeremy Lane back in a couple of draft picks, so... 
Let's see who gets the best of this trade. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks right now because now that gives somebody to protect Russell Wilson's backside. And I think Tom Cable will be able to, you'll start seeing them slide the line to the right side. They'll slide right and basically Dwayne Brown on the island. And I think uh, this, this could help the offense and this could propel them to the, to the NFC title game. Now, I'll tell you know. what, if, if anybody can, you know, can deal with radicals, it's Pete Carroll. Yeah. Now, I, I had an opportunity to, um, to, to visit with Pete a couple of times. His son, Brennan Carroll, coached with us at the University of Miami. Brennan is now coaching the tight ends with the Seattle Seahawks. So I think he's, he may, may be the um, offensive line coach, okay? But um, if anyone can not, I'm not going to say rehabilitate it. If anybody could deal with radicals, it's Pete Carroll. Man, Pete Carroll is just an awesome dude. He is a player's coach. And I tell you, Kevin, we sat down, we watched Hollandale High School football game one night. Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, is on the sideline at a high school football game. And if you did not know who he was, you would not know. He took pictures. He signed autographs. He was hugging people. He was, man, it was, I tell you what, man, it, and I had already liked Pete. I had never met him. But that night, and I'm sold on Pete Carroll. He's not only one of my favorite coaches, he's one of my favorite people. Just to spend, just spend that quality time with him that night. So Dwayne is, is going to, I think, a great situation. You're talking about a true contender in the Seattle Seahawks, you know, possible Super Bowl participants. So, you know, again, we talk about trick or treat. All right, so Houston and Seattle, Dwayne Brown, who got the trick and who got the treat? I think Seattle got the treat. The trick's on you, Houston. Kelvin, there we go with that Metro PCS again. Well, he'll be back in a minute. I think he had to go and, and pay his phone bill. But nonetheless, yes, there you go. You paid your phone bill that fast or you can do it online? <laughs> Hey, man, I'm just sitting in the same place. But, no, I was going to say Houston is basically the shot to let Deshaun Watson run around this year, and they'll deal with the O-line in the offseason. I think that's a mistake, but, you know, it's the NFL. Well, Kevin, we, we learned about quarterbacks running around with Robert Griffin Jr., right? Robert Griffin III. We learned that. Well, I'm going to tell you. This kid hasn't recovered. He ain't RG3. I think he's going to be a good player, but, you know, the NFL – the defensive coordinators, they need about four to six games of film to start coming up with a game plan. So yeah. we're going to see at the end of the year. But, hey, that kid is good now. I mean, you, you got an up-close-and-personal look at him a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he he, he did a great a great job against us, I must say the least. But there's another uh, – Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, huh? For what? Well, what did they What did they give up for him? I think they got a second round draft pick and a condition a conditional pick, and then they re-signed the Garofalo. I think to some pretty good money. I mean, I guess this might be a double treat because you know, uh, Bill Belichick could take them draft picks and you know make gold out of them. This is true. This is true. But but this, but this also says that he figures Tom Brady is going to play another two three years. Yeah, but you you, you got to figure Tom's got at least two years left in it. He's got at least, at least two seasons left in it. 
they're going to make a play for a young quarterback. Yeah, and have that guy come in, you know, play under Tom for another for a year or two. I mean, they got to draft a quarterback early this year. The only issue, if you draft a quarterback that early, then he's got to play. But if you can get you one second, third round, maybe somewhat fourth round, you know, that kid is understanding that, hey, look, I'm coming in to learn from one of the best in the game. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see them draft Lamar Jackson. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't think Lamar fits the New England Patriots system. Well, what I'll say this, Petrino does a good job with developing quarterbacks, and I've been watching him this year. He has gotten more comfortable from passing out of the pocket, and he actually wants to get better. Yeah, he, he, he does. Has, but does that really better. fit his game on the college level? Nah. Well, He's not he having has, the success this year that he had last year. Well, and and, and I would say one. Go ahead. Statistically, he's doing just as good. It's just that he don't have the help around him. I think the whole Louisville thing is over. I don't think Petrino. Petrino's probably got another year or two before they run him out of there. And I think. Can you imagine if Lamar Jackson got to sit behind Tom Brady for two years and pick his brain and then get get to know the mental side of the game the way Tom knows it with his physical gifts. I mean, that, that's like putting Michael Vick with Peyton Manning's brain. <laughs> yeah, if, if he has the football IQ to go with it. Not just the football IQ, but the desire. Because remember what Michael Vick talked about. When Michael Vick was with the Eagles and he's on his way out of the league, Michael Vick talked about how when he first went to Atlanta, he didn't study the playbook. No, he, he, he relied on his ability, his speed, and ability to throw the football to get him through all those years. Had he had a chance to do it all over again, he would have been a student of the game and would have made a, a great difference in his game. And that, so and that I, I see happened, that actually happened when he went to Philadelphia and he learned the West Coast offense. But can you imagine a young kid like Lamar Jackson? First of all, you know if you get picked by New England, ain't gonna be no Cadillac. You coming in, it's gonna be all work because the the guy that you playing behind is all work, and the guy that you play for is all work. So. They do, they gonna run you right up out of there if you don't work, and then it gets around the league because they're gonna be like, well, dang, they dressed him early, then they cut him that quick. So, you know, I think people go to New England and fall in line. They don't go to New England and try and you know be themselves. They they assimilate into what New England does. But that's that's just a perfect best case scenario for New England. I'm and then, like I told you offline, I I, I think uh, the young quarterback from Miami, you know, our kid Brad Kaya would would be a good young fit for them too because he's kind of more like how Tom is and from a mental standpoint I think they would match up real well but they're going to have to go get a young quarterback somewhere because you just let go of a a real good asset but I mean there's no way they was going to pay him the money he wanted Well, and, and, that, and that's the thing I mean to me again I think Brad Kyle would be a perfect fit with the New England Patriots because I think he has a football IQ I, I know the kid's extremely competitive, and he is a student of the game. Yeah, it's the, a perfect fit. I, I think he would be the perfect fit for the New England Patriots to go in and, and take a year and learn, well, a couple of years to learn off of the greatest to ever do it, Tom Brady. I'm, and then there's no pressure to play because that dude, hey, you know, <laughs> ain't no big, ain't going to be no quarterback controversy. So I, no. it, 
Another another treat trade, Marcel Darius to the Jaguars. I mean, they basically got back a book bag, uh, some Snickers bars, and maybe a pack of water for him. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's truly Halloween across the world, and and most most certainly in the NFL. Trick-or-treat time. But anyway, we got to take another break. Kelvin went, nah, this past weekend... A lot of stuff went down. University of Georgia beat the University of Florida. Yeah. Jim McElwain got fired. When we come back, we're going to talk about those Gators and Jim McElwain and our homeboy, Randy Shannon. Going to take a break. Yeah, man. Back when Tennessee going to fire Butch Jones? Nah, just hold that, hold that, man. We got to take a break. We'll talk about that when we come back. Yeah. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we're back. The Get Down with Hurley Brown on this lovely Halloween afternoon. Kevin, it's 72 degrees here in Merritt Island, Florida. There's not a cloud in the sky. It is a beautiful day. And I'm sitting here with my homeboy, Kelvin Harris, on Voice America Sports Radio, talking football with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Boy, life is good. Life is so good. Kelvin, your boy, our boy, Randy Shannon, interim head coach at the University of Florida after Florida takes a beatdown from the Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs came to Jacksonville and beat the brakes off of the University of Florida. Now, Coach Jim McElwain won the SEC his first two years in the league. 
as a head coach. Then this year had some issues off the field with his team. A bunch of young kids got caught up some, um, some kind of scandal and got suspended. He lost nine of his players. And the end result, no productivity. He gets fired. Now Randy Shannon takes over. Randy Shannon is one of us. Randy Shannon is, is a South Florida native, played at Miami Norland High School, played his college football at the University of Miami, where he won a national championship in 1987. Ends up going to the Dallas Cowboys, gets drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, and his Hall of Fame coach, Jimmy Johnson, goes back to play for Jimmy, played for Jimmy in college, played for him in the pros, comes back to the University of Miami, as an undergraduate, as, as a graduate assistant, then he has worked his way up to be the head coach at the University of Miami, linebacker coach at TCU, linebacker coach at University of Arkansas. He comes back to the University of Florida as a co-defensive coordinator. This year they named him the defensive coordinator, took the co-off of his name. And now, midway through the season, Three quarters of the way through the season. Our boy, Randy Shannon, is now the head coach at the University of Florida. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but he's still the head coach. And I'm not. Yeah. He's still the head coach. Okay. Well, he's been the head coach anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, from what we understand, you know, he was the disciplinarian. He, he was the one that Coach Jim McElwain leaned a lot on. Now, this is what's interesting to me, though, Kelvin. Uh, from what I'm understanding, Randy, you know, he shook things up over there already. He opened up oh, a quarterback yeah. competition. Oh, he got, he got rid of Franks? No, he didn't get rid of nobody. But what he said is that Franks is going to have to compete for that job. As he should, because he's been playing terrible. Uh, well, but he's leaving Newsmeyer as the offensive coordinator. And the one thing that Randy said, though, and which, you know, I, I, I take my hat off to him. Randy said, you know, you don't come in and make wholesale changes like that. He said that Coach McElwain left them with a great foundation and you just have to build on it. So kudos to Randy for, you know, giving his, his head coach some, some props. But what the changes that he did make are special teams. You know, Randy's a special teams guy, defensive and special teams guy. He, he, you know, he's a... Chip off the old block with Coach Jimmy Johnson. So, Kelvin, with Missouri coming up this weekend, that's I think a, they that's got a win. For who? From, listen, Missouri is that fat girl in the club at 3 in the morning. She's the slump buster. <laughs> I mean, if you the got fat, something wrong with the program, you call in Missouri. Wow. But that... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, so, but the question is this, though, Kelvin. Can he rally the troops? Will the kids rally around Coach Shannon this weekend? You beat, you beat Missouri. You got four games left. How does the season end for Randy Shannon? Well, you know who the last game is? It's Florida State. The, the two games in between will be interesting because if they go into the Florida State game 3-0 and after 
you know, America win. That's going to really make it interesting because I really think these kids were waiting for America Wayne to get fired because basically from what I, you know, knew from the program, it was basically reading this program anyway because when Jeff Collins was there, all the defensive players would go to him for, you know, like, Coach, how we do this? How we play this? So now he is fully in charge. Now, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a little different. I mean, they're going to see, you know, with him being the head coach, there's some adjustments he's got to make. But this kind of reminds me of the Ogeron situation in that, you know, he, he can you know put his case in. I don't think he's going to get the job. I think, like we talked off, off air, I think it's Scott Frost's job to lose. I think they're going to do everything in their power to give it to him. I really think they should give it to Charlie Strong. But, you know, I'm not really that invested in what goes on in Gatorsville. But... Yeah, but but we have to be invested in it. I mean, first of all, to get down with Hurley Brown is invested in every college football program across the country. Now, we, we're partial to the University of Miami. We're, we're somewhat partial to the schools in the state of Florida, but we have to be partial to the University of Florida now because our homeboy is the head coach over there. So now, well, I so now Kevin, we, we, not, not only, I'm not saying we got to go up there and, and you know, put a, put a flag up at the house or go and buy a tag and put on your car and say we support the University of Florida. <laughs> what I'm saying is that we need, we got to watch and see what's going on with Coach Randy Shannon and them Gators up there because, I mean, hey, man, that's our boy. We got to support our boy. Now, he's never going to take our love away from the University of Miami because that's, that's our alma mater. That's what, we, that's what we learn this game. That's what we learn to be young men. But yep. we have to support our boy and those Florida Gators. We got to give them some think, type of support. Well, no, I really think he can go 4-0 because FSU is in a tailspin. I mean, you know, I know they're they going to come to play against Florida because that's just, you know, it's Florida State, Florida. But I really think if Randy comes in 3-0, and I think they can beat Florida State. Well, let's look at it. So you got Missouri this weekend. Then you got South Carolina. That, that, that's not that's, that's not a guaranteed win. No, but it's winnable. Uh, it's winnable, but that's good. let's just say 50-50. All right, now you're one and a half. Then you got the University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. You got, oh, man, you got a layup. A you got a layup. layup. So there's a very good chance, Kelvin. Our homeboy at the University of Florida. Wait a minute. Very easily could go into that Florida State game 3-0. That's what I'm saying. Wait a minute. Deeper than that, if he wins those three games, they bowl eligible. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. In the SEC. You know what I mean? It's, and, and again, I take my hat off to him. I text him the other night and you know, congratulated him and wished him good luck. You know, he texted me back, appreciate it. You know, I'm going to give it everything I got. And I said, I know you will. You know, Maybe we can but, get uh, Hurley Brown over to Florida. I don't know. Man, I tell you what, Kevin, that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe but, bring back Mark Thomas? Have him come back. Ah, ah, boy, I tell you what, you need to call Randy. But anyway, <laughs> hey, and I'm, I'm going to take a page out of old Ray Ellis's book. What's important right now? To Hurley Brown, and they get down with Hurley Brown, is these undefeated teams that are left in college football, and Miami being one of them. UCF, you just talked about UCF and Scott Frost. You said that Scott Frost is going to the University of Florida. I'm telling you right now, 
Well, no, 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 no. Let, let me be clear. I'm saying that the University of Florida has put him at the top of their priority list, and they're gonna they're gonna go guns are blazing at him. I still think he's gonna go to Nebraska, but I'm hearing that he likes the re- recruiting in Florida. But I just don't think Nebraska's gonna take no for an answer. Well, here's the issue. First of all. He, he, even the, the the interview he had on the news last night, and he talked about how the University of Central Florida's football team right now deserves his 100% attention. They, they deserve everything that he's got. So and he said that he hadn't talked to anybody. He even made a comment that, hey, that's easy for you guys to, it's not easy for you guys to ignore, speaking about the media, speaking about guys like you and me, the rumors, talking about the rumors. But it's a lot. It's real easy for him to ignore. He said that. Now, okay. So, see, I, we get. It. I got. It. You said all the right things. As a matter of fact, if you were saying anything different, boy, I'd be highly upset with you. But well, also, also, Hurley, throw his name into two other jobs: Tennessee, Kevin. UCLA. Kevin Scott Frost is going home to Nebraska. That's what I he's think. Going, he's going back to his alma mater where he was a part of a national championship. Well, again, just like with us in the University of Miami, where he learned how to be a young man, how to be a corn husker, and he's sitting back and saying, you know what? First of all, he, he coached at the University of Nebraska for a little while. Well, now he's going to go back. He's going to go back. I think he brings back, okay, one of my one of my homeboys from my hometown who went to Florida, we were having a conversation about this, and he said something that was interesting. He said, Scott Frost has no clue of what he would be getting into if he took that Florida job. If he goes to Nebraska, he has every clue because he understands the culture. I think he thinks he may understand the culture of Florida, but I don't think he really understands what he'd be getting into with a Florida or a Tennessee. You're talking about unrealism at the highest level in both situations. And you're talking about some real fanatical fans. If he goes back to Nebraska, he gets a he gets a pass. He can come in and go seven and five the first year and they'll let him make it. If he go eight and four the first year at Florida, he really is getting death threats. I mean yeah. Right. Right. So what, I'm with you. I think he go back to Nebraska. I think Tom Osborne makes that call, like how Dean Smith made that call to Roy Williams, and tells her, "Hey, come on, come on, Scott. You know what you got to do." Because and that's that's what I'm saying. I think he goes back to Nebraska because he is a true Cornhusker, and he wants to bring that winning culture, that Tom Osborne Nebraska Cornhusker winning attitude. Back to the University of Nebraska. He is tired of sitting out on the sidelines and watching his team get the brakes beat off of him. Well, not get the brakes beat off, but not live up to that Cornhusker standard that he was a part of. On top of that, Hurley, look at the division in the Big Ten they play in. It's a lot easier to win that division than to go and play in the SEC. You got Georgia on the upswing. Tennessee going to still be coming. Kentucky's strong now. And you still got to play Alabama and LSU. Hey, man, go back. That, come on, man. That's suicide. They don't want to do that. Yeah. He okay. doesn't want to do that. Okay. But I tell you what, Kevin, we got to take another break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to finish this conversation 
We're going to round off the show with Charlie Strong. Where do we think he's going to go next? And I'm going to tell you what I think happened with that University of Houston game when you come back on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back once again on this beautiful Halloween afternoon. Man, my homeboy, my co-host, Kelvin Snasted Man Harris. Kelvin, talking about Scott Frost. And again, we both agree, for our different reasons, but we do both agree that Scott is going back home to Cornhusker country, Lincoln, Nebraska, to take over as head coach. And Scott's probably going to be there for a long time. And you know, and, and that's something that a lot of people don't look at. They, they don't look at the longevity in which most coaches, three years and you're done. Because of the level of expectation that is in, at the University of Florida, like you said, unrealism is, is very unrealistic. Well, and then on top of that, the boosters, <clears throat> the alumni, and even the fans, to, to them, he's technically an outsider. Even though he got this two-year run at Central Florida, I think they're, they're longing for somebody with ties to the school to come back. Well, you know what they're longing for? They're longing for Charlie Strong. Now, so, and this is what we talked about, you know, before we went on break. And I told you I was going to tell you. Now, University of South Florida, undefeated. One of only six, seven teams left undefeated in college football last week. You go to the University of Houston, you lose 28 24. 
So my theory is this. Has Charlie Strong gotten a phone call from the University of Florida? Because it very easily could have happened just that way. Scott Frost said in his interview that he has to give his team or his team deserves his 100% of his attention day in and day out. But if I'm Charlie Strong at the University of South Florida and the University of Florida calls me or contacts my agent saying, hey, look, man, no matter what happens, we're going to let Coach McElwain go this weekend. The job is yours to turn down. Kevin, it's hard for me to give you, to give South Florida 100% of my undivided attention. It's hard. Well, I think he did give them undivided attention. Houston made an adjustment that I don't think um, South Florida saw coming. You know, Kyle Postman was the quarterback. They had put uh, the Allen kid from A&M on the bench because it wasn't working with the type of offense they run because they run that basically that Ohio State offense. And then in the middle of the game, they put the Eric King in. Now, um, I got, you know, some friends who know they went to school with the kid's father, and he basically he basically had kind of put it out there that he was going to transfer. He didn't like the situation he was in. They didn't play. But uh, what's his name? Major Applewhite saw that it was going bad, and he put the kid in the game, and I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. I think if Charlie Strong would have known that this kid was going to play quarterback, I think he would have had them ready, and they would have probably still, they probably would have won the game. But that kid made a great play. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But Charlie, I think Charlie, let's just be honest, Charlie, Charlie can concentrate because his agent is, you know, backdoor channels. Yeah, I, I know that, Kevin, but even when my agent calls me, and again, I don't, I don't know. I'm, this, this is, you know, hypotheticals. All right? But what I'm saying, if I'm Charlie Strong, and my dream school is calling me. It's hard for me to be focused. My dream school is saying, hey, look, man, we ready. We, we know things didn't work out in the last go round, but it, it's time. Come on back home. Now, I will say this. Mark D'Onofrio, the defensive coordinator for the University of Houston, does an amazing job, especially with those types of offenses. And, and, and they did a great job against your boy the other night. I mean, yeah, they actually did do a pretty good job against Quentin Flowers. Um, but so kudos to Mark D'Onofrio and those Houston Cougars. Kudos. He had a, a bounce-back game because uh, the game before against Memphis, uh, they just totally self-destructed in the second half, gave up 42 points. Yeah, they, they, they did have a lot of points. But again, their offense wasn't able to sustain any drives, so the defense was on the field most of the night. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to go, you know, if I, if I were able to go back and look at the time of possession in that game, I'm sure well, that's that when they Memphis made the, won the time of made, possession. That's when they made the decision that Kyle Allen wasn't working for them, and they right. went with the posting kid. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the year goes for um, – University of Houston, but I, I, I'm really still excited to see this South Florida, Central Florida game at the end of the year, because they may be playing for the University of Florida head coaching job. 
<laughs> yeah, buddy. But I think the University of Florida has already made that decision. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing unfolds. Well, but, you brought up something interesting about um, a scenario in which uh, Charlie gets the job. But let's look at this. If you're Central Florida and South Florida, you literally both could be looking for new coaches in December. Yeah. So after having a winning season with both of them. Yeah, well, well, in theory, both of your teams only won, only lost one game. Now, I'll say this. Uh, we talked about this briefly. If Randy goes 4-0, and one of them schools may holler at him. If Randy goes 4-0, then either the University of Central Florida or the University of South Florida, he has his choice. Yeah, he has. He's a great recruiter in the state of Florida, and that's what they both need. He and he's going to prove he's going to. He's already been a head coach at the University of Miami, so he's been on that level. He understands it now, and I'll tell you what. And we always talked about it. Now that he's already had the experience of being a head coach, and now that he's gone to other places. Because the, the the year that he took off, the year after he got fired, he didn't do anything. He toured. He just traveled around. He traveled around and, and went and met with different coaches. And I, I remember, I think he stayed in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for about three weeks. Well, you know, and, he, um, he was also at Oregon. And then yep. turned around when he was at Arkansas or TC. No, Arkansas, they actually brought him in for an um, interview for the D coordinator's job. So, so again, yeah, now... Now he's ready to be a head coach. So I'm anxious to see what's going to happen these next next few weeks. We got four weeks of football left. Well, college football, four weeks. These Merritt Island Mustangs, Kelvin, we go down there to play LeVar Scott in Sebring Friday night. And this oh, could man, arguably be. Oh, yeah, man. This, this, yes, buddy. This could be the game that determines whether or not we get. Well, this will be the game that determines whether or not we get into the playoffs. Now, uh, I'd be, I'd be wrong not to bring up the great job that Butch Davis and those FIU Golden Panthers did this past weekend up there versus Doc Holliday and Marshall. Man, we played Marshall, a no, six and one team on the road. University of Texas San Antonio, Frank oh, Wilson. All eligible. Oh yeah, we both eligible. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And we're gonna be bragging about that. Well, we're gonna talk about that next week. We got to go. Hey, it's been fun. Trick or treat. Enjoy yourselves. But family, be safe out there. We're living in a crazy time, and it's a crazy world. Be safe. Don't let no clowns get you. That's including Kelvin Harris. Okay? (laughs) But thank you for listening. Coming up next, you got Ray Ellis Sports on Voice America. This has been the Get Down with Hurley Brown. God bless you. Good night. Next week, same time, same bat channel. We're going to get down again. To get down with Hurley Brown, signing off. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week. 